Aegis. Gallons. This, this is oh so scary. Hey y'all. We're Jess and Lens, and this is Oh So Scary Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Lens, um, I want to tell you something scary that I saw on the news this morning. I usually watch the news and get ready in the morning. I can tell like by where they are, like each segment, like kind of what time it is because I've watched it so much. So that's why I like to do it because then I know like when they start saying the birthdays, I need to get out of the house. This weekend, I think it was on Saturday, this Tesla lost control, basically in your backyard, but (laughs) um, in the woodlands of Houston, and lost control and struck a tree, burst into flames and burned for four hours. Wow. Why so long? So scary. So it sounds like when the firefighters thought they would get it under control, like the battery would spark up the fire again. Yeah. But it would it just engulf again. It's, elect- it's super battery, I guess, the electric batteries. I guess so. Oh, and no. yeah. So isn't that so scary? Ooh, that is scary. So oh. apparently the the people in the car, they decided that they were not gonna put anyone in the driver's seat oh no and so I guess when it veered I don't I don't know yeah they couldn't reach forward or sideways or however like fast enough to to try to correct it and it just lost control wow that's ballsy too ballsy driving a car without being in the oh my with being being in the passenger seat not having a driver Yeah, you know, (laughs) I don't even use cruise control because I don't want to lose like. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to lose control of the car. I'm like, I don't even use cruise control. Robot won't get me. Right. I'm such a weenie when it comes to that. Like, I want to. I know you still have control, but it's just it's not the same. Yeah. No. For me. Well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Stay safe. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen any other scary movies. I mean, scary, scary movies, scary news. Um, but uh, what about how was your weekend? What was a highlight from your weekend? So the highlight for my weekend is that my, um, I guess I have two highlights. <laughs> I got to bake cookies for the very first time. Me and Cam got together and baked cookies and watched High School Musical, which I hadn't seen before. And we made cookies for the bake sale that our girls group at church was going to have. And one, they turned out super delicious. Nice. Um, So I'm like super proud. But also the bake sale like brought in a lot of money. Like a good amount of money. So we'll be able to buy things for the boys that are in the convention center for them to have, you know, a little entertainment like games and stuff like that. So that's really exciting. Yeah, that's excellent. It's the highlight of your weekend, Liam's. Um, so we did celebrate Sully's birthday and um just had friends over and then uh and Sally's got to go recently to um well I got him a, a uh, annual pass to the Museum of Natural Science his natural history I don't know <laughs> something <laughs> like that and remind everyone who Sally is if they don't know him oh, or Sally, them. Let him our know. biggest fan <laughs> and, and I live with him he really is <laughs> he's my boyfriend oh <laughs> he's super um, cool I said he's super cool, but don't tell him I said that. Oh, don't tell him. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's not Just listening. Kidding. You can tell him. <laughs> and yeah, he's the father of my dog. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so he, he had gone to see the Body Works exhibit. So this is something I want to see where um, I, I, I guess they have exhibits like this all over the country, but where basically, yep. Yeah, uh, cadavers the, their body fluids are replaced with plastics and then they can put them on display in different positions and you can see the anatomy of the muscles or the organs or whatever like on this display in weird 
Sometimes they have them in like sports positions or they have them all like, you know, dissected out or in, you know, chopped up in different ways. <laughs> so it's really morbid, but super cool. Yeah. So is it just human bodies? I think it's, well, you know what, in this one, sometimes I've seen one a long time ago that had a horse, I believe. So, but it wow. was mostly human bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in this one, uh, in Houston currently, it's human. Human body. <laughs> so, yeah. You have one See what your like insides one. look like. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, I remember going to one several years ago, and it's very, I don't know, it gives a good perspective. I was highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah. I went to one a few years ago, too, with my cousins, Erica and Randy, and we got our picture taken at the beginning. And it was those holographic pictures so that mm -hmm. it looks, you know, like it's just us. And then you move it and then there's the little skeletons. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. And Randy's so much taller than us. So like Ian Erica's little skeletons are like at the bottom and then his is like oh super tall, <laughs> you know. It's cute. I want a picture like that. That's cute. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I see it. I need to find it. Aww. I wouldn't if Erica still has hers too. <laughs> I guess let's talk about where we're going where we um, to take the listeners this week on their audio journey. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to do the part, actually, <laughs> what are we going to do first? <laughs> I think we're doing UNT first. Oh, I think so, right. Yeah. Um, we're going to go visit my alma mater UNT University of North Texas in Denton so we'll continue with haunted places in Denton and I'll let myself tell you about the ghosts at UNT yay so we're gonna start with the haunty and let's just say this college is just loaded with ghosts <laughs> all over the place so we're here on like right smack dab in the middle of the UNT University of North Texas in Denton campus. Yes. Memories. Yes. Good old UNT. My alma mater. Um, UNT is a public research college in Denton, Texas. It consists of 14 colleges and schools, an early admissions math and science academy, Texas Academy of Mathematics and Science for exceptional high school age students from across the state and a library system that comprises a university core. The university is classified among, I just felt like I needed a brag is why I put all this in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> uh, the university is classified among R1 doctoral universities very high research activity um, and according to the National Science Foundation UNT spent 78.4 million dollars on research and development in 2019 Wow! Um, just Ooh. shout out to what used to be known as the <laughs> college uh, the PAX College which is the College of Public Affairs and Community Service Hmm. Um, I think now it's known as the College of Health and Public Service. Oh. Yours truly, right here, received her Bachelor of Social Work from there. And then I also did a minor in Political Science. And I use neither one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> it's better. I got it. Whoopsie! <laughs> Whoopsie! Um... I guess officially I use neither one, but technically I use both of them. Yeah, every day. <laughs> technically in everyday life in my lawyer. political science opinions. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, social mm, work and I guess, yeah, community contributions. <laughs> oh, other UNT graduates that you may recognize are Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. Do you know who that is? Yes, yeah, the, <laughs> the wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Joan, Joan Blondell, which is is it V or Vi on Greece? The um, oh. she's the waitress. 
Oh, I don't remember. The older waitress that Frenchie talks to. Oh. In the the diner where they go get their smoothies. Oh, really? smoothies. Oh, their I don't shakes and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Nora Jones, which is a oh, Grammy yeah. award winning pianist, singer, and sar- songwriter. Dr. Nice. Phil McCall. Oh, yeah, I remember he. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, meatloaf and oh. many more. <laughs> oh, cool, that's so cool. Meatloaf. And me, right up there with everyone. Yeah, right? exactly. It's just... <laughs> UNT was founded as a non sectarian, co educational private teachers college in 1890 and was formally adopted by the state 11 years later. Okay. So that's a little bit about. Um, UNT. It's a cool, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, a it's college. a really cool um, college. I do, like, I've seen a lot of, like, like science and, like, labs that actually have, like, the little UNT emblem, so mm-hmm. I, like, I was a little bit surprised about that, but then I wasn't, because I have seen a lot of, like, UNT stuff, like, kind of just floating out there. The most haunted spot is Bruce Hall, which we are currently parked right outside of it's uh, 1624 chestnut street and um it just seems to house many ghosts bruce hall is the music dorm and it opened in 1946 as an all-female dorm and is the oldest remaining residence on the campus so let me introduce to you the first ghost wanda oh i love this Wanda. Hey, girl. Oh, hi, Wanda. <laughs> What's up? Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. Wanda was a student at UNT in the 1950s when she became pregnant. She hid her pregnancy as long as she could, and eventually she moved into the uh, dorm attic, which we can see from here. Oh. A couple of the windows, I think. Well, that is she one of them. She moved into the attic? She moved into the attic. Until she had her baby. When the baby was born, she placed it in a box, and by the time someone found the pair, um, they were both dead. Oh, no. So, when she moved into the attic, she just bought, like, snuck into the attic? I believe and, so. Oh, and, like, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a slightly different version of the story suggests that Wanda actually, like, she did move up there. But the reason she died was because she aborted the baby herself. Oh, no. But, I don't know. So, when she was found, um, the baby was still in the box, and Wanda was staring out of the attic window. It is said, if you look up at the attic window, you may see a woman looking back at you. I I can't see anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The next ghost is... An elevator repairman. And this story was as told. I'm going to say it as told by the, um, this, I'm not sure if it's a, like a blog, but it, it was more like a, sh- like it was only that page. Mm. Um, but it says the person telling the story's name is Matthew. Mm. And this is what he experienced. All right. Tell us Matthew. I'm going to tell you what Matthew said. <laughs> <laughs> Before each semester, a massive amount of prep work is needed to get Bruce Hall into operational shape. And somehow, even though we had cleaned out the storage rooms just one year earlier, they would swell with accumulated crap (laughs) of the Hmm. past 12 months. Hmm. So, one fall, I enlisted the help of my resident assistants, Tyler, Bill, Keith, and Dustin, to clean out the storeroom that was used to house the elevator machinery. Much of the day was spent tossing old boxes, sweeping mounts of dust, and as the boys are inclined to do, playing grab ass. Oh, at one point I was standing in the doorway when a stocky middle aged man walked past me. I didn't see his face, but he was wearing a mechanic's jumpsuit. Judging by the way he was surveying the area, I could tell he was looking for something. Hmm. I offered to assist. Excuse me, sir, can I help you? The man turned to face me, and I immediately noticed that his jumpsuit had a patch reading United Elevator Repair Co. Hmm. Yes, sir, I got a call to fix an elevator at Bruce Hall, he said, with a chipper tone. 
For the briefest seconds, I was speechless. I was fully aware of the elevator's past, and I was an amateur historian that researched it. I say, <laughs> sir, the elevator hasn't been working for nearly 30 years. Oh. The gentleman revealed only the slightest disappointment, but he politely responded, oh well, must have been a mistake. He turned around and left down the hallway leading back to the door. Why was someone here to fix an elevator that had been out of commission for decades? Weird. I asked myself. I followed the man in order to get him to get more information. The repairman reached the end of the hall um, and disappeared around the corner. I rounded the same corner myself, went out the back door, and nothing. He was gone. Weird. He couldn't have gone anywhere else but out the door. Since there's nothing behind Bruce Hall besides an ocean of parking lots, he could not have been able to disappear anywhere without some sort of evidence. Oh. Strange he was there in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it uh, goes on to say, keep in mind that no one but me would have called in a work order to Bruce Hall. Hmm. Um, I walked back inside went to the front desk, called our maintenance department, and asked our administrative assistant, Bonnie, about... He's just putting everyone on blast, by the way. Bonnie, about the mystery man. She confirmed that no work order had been called in. Bonnie asked what repair company it was, and I told her... I told her, and she exclaimed, United Elevator Repair Company? The housing department hasn't used them in nearly 20 years! <laughs> Oh, wow. So that's that's his account of it. Isn't oh, that, that's cool. isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Uh, and so that's ghost number two. And then there's a third ghost, at least, because I think they're actually mm -hmm. they. I saw some other ghosts besides this one mentioned, but there wasn't too much information. So hmm. I'm only going to tell you about this one more ghost here in Bruce Hall. In Bruce Hall. The title of this paragraph is. And a ghost in the boiler room? <laughs> what? <laughs> Maintenance-related ghost. Yeah. Okay, so you heard... Uh, yep, you heard it. this according to a Reddit thread I found from two years ago. Posted by West Egg 940 West Egg? I guess it, there's a question that was... Um, what was the question... How many ghost stories are there from UNT and what are they? And then so the West Egg responded to that post. <laughs> That's their names. <laughs> the Boiler Room Ghost, and this one's it's sad. The Boiler Room Ghost is that of the first black student at NTSU back in the 1950s when it was first integrated. He was heckled and harassed by racist fellow students and hung himself on a pipe in the basement boiler room. Oh, no. The, stor uh, the story is that you can see a dent in the pipe where it happened. Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Oh. So he possibly could be haunting the boiler room. The boiler room. Oh. That's a horrible place to hunt. Mm -hmm. And NTSU, the North Texas Southern University. <laughs> No, it was originally known as, like, uh, the Teachers University. Oh, right. Um, okay. But I'm not sure how the acronym fits. North, okay. North Teachers, I don't know. <laughs> Northern Southern. Teachers University. Yeah. Nor <laughs> Northern Teachers Southern University. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably it. It's probably it. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Northern, Southern. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Technically, they, they do both work. <laughs> exactly. This is North Texas, South United States. South United States. <laughs> <laughs> so, another building that we'll have to stop by is the Maple Street Hall. Hmm. And that's at 1621 Maple Street. Uh, Maple Hall. I'm doing it. Oh. Uh -oh. The thing. The yeah, the oh. Thing I'm supposed to stop doing. <laughs> Maple Hall is the second oldest on campus, and here resides a ghost known as Brenda. Oh. There's a few versions. 
Brenda. Brenda. Knocking. Brenda. There's yeah. There's some a little bit of banging going on outside. So there's a a couple a few versions of how she ended up there. One of them is she was killed near Maple Hall and somehow just um, ended up sticking around. And then the other story was that she was pregnant and died while giving birth. Uh, Yeah, another pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, I was like, okay, so they're just trying to scare people from getting pregnant? I don't know. Like, (laughs) so there's pregnant horror stories, you know? Is that where it's coming from? One run-in with Brenda um, that is described in Rita's book, which is one of my sources that I've used a lot, actually. This book is, it's just so well-written. It's Haunted Dallas by Rita Cook. And, yeah, the way she tells the stories, it's, she does a really elegant job of writing. This is how she describes, and I think Rita actually had a niece that went here. I think that's what it mentions in the book. So she was going back and forth with the stories with her niece corroborating is that yeah yeah she was doing that (laughs) because i don't know if i'll I'll be able to say it again (laughs) (laughs) corroborating (laughs) after shutting all the doors after inspection the ra which is a resident assistant found that one door was open and she she began to hear a telephone ring she found the room with the phone ringing and entered to answer but when she got there the phone stopped ringing immediately another strange thing that she noted was that the light in the room had been on too oh my gosh yeah so that really reminded me of like the elevator scene at what was that hotel adolphus adolphus yeah that's what i was thinking of too and then there's the the phone ringing and then were the lights blinking? Am I just adding stuff? <laughs> I don't know if the lights were, I don't remember <laughs> if there was any story about that. But but, t- but definitely electrical some electrical, yeah. yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. I just thought true. that was interesting that's... that the phone was ringing and then the light was on. That's weird. The door open, everything, it's right? the same thing as Adolphus, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here it seems that the ghosts like to remain, whether they're students in the hall or not. Another experience shared by Rita is like this another time two girls in a suite connected to an empty suite by a shared bathroom told the advisor that someone had been taking a shower in the bathroom in the mornings uh, from the suite connected to theirs they were surprised to find out that there was no one staying in that room and apparently no one responsible for the phantom showers either which I want to say that when I came and toured the campus and we toured I don't even know if it was that hall, but I want to say they shared that story with oh, us. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was interesting because I do I do remember hearing oh, how funny. about something with the bathroom and like the showers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, how funny! Isn't that funny? That. And so my next section is eagles and tigers and bears. Oh my! Because <laughs> I can't help myself from being cheesy. <laughs> And even more freaking ghosts. <laughs> oh, and, and ghosts. <laughs> okay. Even more freaking ghosts. No. Yeah. Oh, I think I originally was going to put and ghosts, and then I didn't type that. <laughs> uh, the student union has a resident ghost that likes to mess with people, too. Um, they know that ghost as Brandy. Brandy likes to turn lights on and off and also office equipment. Uh, she likes to mess with papers left on desks, and she even enjoys locking people in the copy rooms and in their offices. <laughs> I would quit. <laughs> I'm done here. I'm done being locked in places. Um, I, I guess what it is, it's she's jamming the lock. Oh, wow. Because you're in the office, like, you should be able to open, right. and, like, she's just, like, jamming, lo- so she's messing with the lock. Brandy. She is mischievous She's Brandy. As well. Yeah. And then the health center has also <laughs> reported a shirtless <gasps> ghost. Oh, I've never heard Shor- of a shirtless? shirtless guy. So this forlorn shirtless guy likes to haunt around in the after hours. He's described as a young blonde man wearing blue jeans and no top. <laughs> 
God, and I think they've so called 70s. the cops on him, but by the time, like, you know, the cops get here, he's gone. gone. Isn't that funny? So they think he's a ghost. Yes, that just, um, yeah. Poor college student. Yeah, you know, just shirtless hanging around. Pill, shirtless college student. <laughs> and finally, there is Crumley Hall. Um, there is some, or I don't want to call it entity, but I guess a ghost that is known as the Crumley Hall Screamer, um, who continues uh, to this day to spook students. Screaming, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just screaming. That's all I can find about him. Everyone just yeah calls him the Crumley Hall Screamer. So it's not much to him. He just yeah. screams. So likes <laughs> likes to scream. And so I want to ask for you know our listeners, anyone else who has come here to UNT, have you experienced any hauntings? And not even just UNT, any university. Like, do you have any stories that you would like to share about hauntings? Um, in colleges, just email us your story at um, oh so scary podcast at gmail.com. We would love to <laughs> Lindsay's okay, so we just got um, shirts with our podcast name, and Lindsay's like showing the oh so scary podcast, flashing it so you can see She's how to spell, flashing it. Yeah, <laughs> oh so scary podcast at gmail.com. And so that's those are the ghosts of UNT. I didn't know it was haunted. I did it's not super know. haunted. <laughs> Isn't that so, oh, that's so scary. Okay, that was very interesting take <laughs> on UNT campus. <laughs> oh, the ghosts, Lindsay, there's so many ghosts there. <laughs> I know, I'm surprised. I didn't know, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. So my sources that I use for my story is a Wikipedia page for the University of North Texas, Haunted Dallas by Rita Cook, which is still one of my faves, (laughs) The Elevator Repairman Ghost of UNT Spruce Hall, and that one was like a, it's like a blog, I think, that I found, and it's MacGarity dot me slash personal slash the elevator repairman ghosts of UNT's Bruce Hall. How many ghost stories are there at UNT and what are they? And that was like a Reddit that I found in Google. I think that's how that's the what it said on the top. So I put that down. Okay. And then Denton Haunts and Ghost Stories at Den Hot dentonhaunts.wordpress.com slash 2011 slash 09 slash 29 slash Denton's top haunts Bridge and UNT. That's a mouthful. And I researched what you and wait no ntsu stands for oh gosh yeah <laughs> that was get so it right. confusing. yeah what, what did we want it to be north texas southern university yeah north texas southern university yeah <laughs> which makes sense but it is actually north texas state university oh yeah okay oh yeah that's not uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why <laughs> That just never occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. But... Yeah, it does. Yeah. Some of the same words. <laughs> so I wanted to circle back about, because um, two of my ghosts were girls that got pregnant while at UNT, you know, or that had babies or something. I don't know. Like, I... The first one, Wanda in Bruce Hall, she, there, it looks like there was more proof that she really had existed. Like it was based on a real person, Okay. Um, but I can't say for sure. And then the second one was Brenda. Oh, um, yeah. And so I don't know. There's something so, that's so sad about their stories. Yeah. It is just feeling like they were kind of. I don't know, alone or yeah, 
what a difficult time to feel alone yeah and like ostracized and then Mm -hmm. yeah and then I just thought it was neat to see like the repeated of the phone ringing with that ghost there too that's at Maple Street hall where the phones are ringing you know there's just something with the electrical I guess yeah it's not weird yeah right elevators and the electrical that connects different haunted places yeah and there's kind of yeah it's interesting too I mean I guess because that's a a common uh, way that (laughs) what am I trying to say like ghost hunters you know they use like um what are these like the EVPs what do those um, I'm actually looking that up right now. Is that like radio signals or is that like some kind of electrical uh, detection system? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't it... even know. Oh, no, it's electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. That's what that stands for. Okay. But so it, it, the, the EVPs, I guess, read, you know, like words said. Yeah. Electric recordings, electronic recordings. But, um, but it, it does seem like there's a yeah, common theme to electricity and and like with the activity. just elevators apparently uh-huh. you know i don't know it gives of... me the chills just to stay it's away very, from elevators it's very poltergeisty you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah of coming through yeah different electronic devices and tvs yes. and radios and yeah that's <laughs> interesting uh. Did you ever have like a baby doll like that talked and like it did it out of nowhere when you were little? Because <laughs> that was always creepy. I I had one that did that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like you like you move them and then you don't realize that you moved them or something and then they start talking or whatever they did. <laughs> it get so, me every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, you probably had haunted you know dolls. That's that's just your thing. <laughs> yeah. I actually I had did I tell you this about that doll it reminds me in the feeling and vibe it get, gave um like a Chucky doll oh really no <laughs> but it didn't look like one this doll I think I had it for a really long time and it was missing like most of its hair enough where you could see like the little dots where they yeah where they put the little hair in or whatever and it just I mean this doll was beat up and my sister was so scared of it and I think her fear actually scared me a little bit but the ability to be able to scare her with this doll (laughs) like trumped the fear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and even though like it did creep me out like I knew it scared her so I would grab and I would chase her with it and she would run and oh, I would get so much trouble fun. so my mom would throw it away <gasps> and like when we would move because when we were growing up we lived in apartments and we moved a, a few mm-hmm. times and um when we would move like the baby doll would appear in the boxes oh weird. like when we'd be at the new place and I I'm pretty sure it did this like two or three times like it did it more than once to where it was like this oh, is yeah. weird and of course it's every weird. time it's like wow you know this is here but I can scare oh. Wendy again you know <laughs> oh that's like so I like how that was a- your only like <laughs> what was your first thought oh sweet I can scare Wendy and you weren't like <laughs> totally freaking out yourself like didn't we throw this doll away and to put my my stepdad said that he didn't like do it but I think I think he actually was behind it oh okay but it was just so weird how it you know yeah I don't like the way he timed it it would just yeah if he did again yeah (laughs) it stopped doing it eventually like we didn't have it anyway but if it pops out at me now exactly i wouldn't be scared i wouldn't even care about being able to scare my sister (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah Uh, did you oh my gosh be dolls growing up lynn 
I didn't like dolls very much. I think for that reason, I think I avoided <laughs> dolls because they were creepy. <laughs> I just like oh, stuffed animals. Funny. <laughs> But we do have in uh, the new place I work, there's like a a robotic cat toy that somebody had like donated <laughs> to the office and, and it, it's always been off. But one day I did walk into the office early. I never seen this cat move or anything before, but I just was by myself in the office and it like opened its eyes and then winked at me and then it just stopped. <laughs> all it did. But it was totally off. It was... <laughs> When did it, did it do it recently? Yeah, it was recently. Yeah, it just was like, <laughs> it like made some kind of weird move with its face and like winged or something. And it just stopped. <laughs> uh, that's so, so funny. It was funny. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, but some for some Insidious is a movie that like got under my skin. Ooh, like yeah. it creeped me out like it was just scary and I think the part that scared me the most was when had, have you seen it Lynn I have yes yeah I have yep so being confused with another one but yep so there's a part where the ghosts are like I guess whatever's on the side of death or whatever is like sneaking into the house and like mm-hmm. the mom keeps seeing these things and she doesn't realize that they're you know, like ghosts or, you know, whatever. Uh And so there's one comes out and it's um, a little person, but she thinks it's a kid. And so she's like chasing it around the house. And all of a sudden he just like butler, you know, those like statue of like the little butlers, like he kind of just did that like into like a corner and just stood there, hid in complete plain sight. Mm. and um she just walked right by him and didn't even notice him and in my head I was freaking out because I'm thinking (laughs) like how many times have we walked by some yeah some creepy something you know whatever it is and I that got under my skin so I guess I was just like you know, like a little sensitive after watching that movie. When I got home, I unlocked the front door and I opened the door and the light, like the porch light just happened to like hit just right. And someone had put a porcelain cat on the table that's like right next to the door. But the light hit the cat Uh and like its eyes just glowed. Oh, right when I opened this door, oh my god, scared the crap out of me. Like, oh I think god. I even did a <gasps> <you know? laughs> so yes, yes, and it was like just this little porcelain cat that was sitting there. And, oh, but I thought he's here, <laughs> he's here. That's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ghost the movie found me. He knew I was scared of him. Exactly. Yep. That's because it. I, I don't get like scared, scared, like real scared. Like I won't have nightmares after a scary movie. Usually, just. Mm-hmm. But that one, it stuck around with me for a little creepy. bit. That's very creepy. <laughs> yes. So I love it though. Yeah, it was good. That was a good movie. So, Lynn, where where are we going up next? So, we're going to finish up our tour of downtown, or well, is that what it's called? The Denton Square mm-hmm. um, with Andy's Bar and Recycled Books, two of my awesome. favorite places on the square. Oh. Okay, here we go. So, we're going to move down the east side, next door to the Mini Mall 2, uh, resides the oldest structure on the square. Ooh. It is what is known as the Pascal Pascal Building, and is home to Andy's Bar and Pascal's. I'm, <laughs> I'm not as familiar with Pascal's, but apparently it's like a more upscale bar that's above Andy's oh, Bar, yeah. from what I understand. So Benjamin Franklin Pascal, or BF as his friends <laughs> called him. <laughs> built a grocery store um, slash drugstore in 1877 in that location. Mm-hmm. 
the building evolved from a grocery store, later to a theater, and then later to a pornographic theater. Oh no! And it it called the Rat, rat Hole. What? The Rat Hole of all names in the nineteen seventies. And I was just like blown away by the audacity of the nineteen seventies just to have a porn pornographic theater. Like there. a whole theater. <laughs> whole theater dedicated to porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just on the corner of the town square, oh the 70s, we're so wild. We think the day's wild. It was so fun. So, Denton is very liberal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. More liberal than I even thought. Uh-huh. Um, I know. It truly is. But now it houses Andy's Bar. Uh, it's a really awesome bar and live music venue. They have, I mean, not kidding, like some really cool, just local bands Mm -hmm. but really cool like very good music there it's like a really good spot cramped but like just like you'd want it for you know as a college student you want it just cramped and cozy cozy yeah and just old and it's fun uh i saw some really good like uh, punk bands there so the cool thing about this building is it was built to be fireproof we mentioned the firewalls earlier Mm -hmm. it's really effective at keeping fire's out and so <laughs> so when good the fire at. comes a knocking <laughs> yeah exactly it's kept them out the pascal family claimed that they saved the building from several devastating fires in the 1880s and 1890s by pouring salt between their building and the adjacent one and then uh, pouring water over the salt and that actually that worked because this building has survived where no other building did that's why it's the oldest building on the square because it survived the fires yeah um, so where there's a history, a long history in a place, there's always ghosts. So, of course, Andy's and Pascal's has a really intense haunting problem, actually. This is what? probably the most intensely haunted place on the square. Oh, man. Um, one that makes even Stuart from Hooligans look as tame as Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, this is like an inside joke already. <laughs> if you can remember... <laughs> my earlier references <laughs> to Stuart and Charlie. So I'll start with the darker stuff so we can end on lighter stuff. Because it gets dark. Oh, good. So there's an interesting phenomena involving fires and smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, a definite callback to the building's history of surviving the fires. So sometimes the bar will fill with an overpowering stench of, people say, cigar and, and cigarette smoke. And then, <laughs> and then under that, they'll so they'll be layered this distinct odor of burning flesh. Is what people say. Oh no! I, I don't know what that smells like, but I do not want to find out. I know, yeah. Ever. Yeah. The south wall, so it's the wall that's adjacent to the other buildings that have burned down. Um, it's said to keep. It's said to heat up to un- unusually high temperature without warning. What? Very suddenly, like somebody will, to the touch. And then just to suddenly cool down. Huh. Uh, people have said they can hear scratching and wailing coming from the other side of the wall. This is too dark. Like, uh-huh. buildings burning down. Oh, my God. That's too So, much. what's on the other side of the wall? Um, so, there's a, the mini mall. Oh, the mini mall? <laughs> but the, it had been the mini burn- mall bur- that's gone. The mini mall that's gone. Oh, <laughs> like actually, the, sorry. I meant to say the mini mall, too. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it has burned down. You know, all those mm-hmm. buildings have burned down. Yeah. At some point. I mean, well, th- not those. <laughs> so it's not like there have been it's buildings. a pizza place and there's like an oven on the other side. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and they're smelling pork <laughs> cooking or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Paranormal investigators have gone here. Um, they say some paranormal investigators got an EVP of a woman screaming. Um, but it's interesting because apparently... They <laughs> they say, well, maybe it doesn't necessarily sound like a terrified scream and that it could be mistaken, like, for a moaning or a, even a sexy scream. Oh. <laughs> so there's, like, maybe that was from the porn theater days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. The haunted porn movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, isn't that That's funny? so interesting. So um, people who work at Andy's... <laughs> say they have been instructed by management to play it cool whenever they see a ghost so they don't scare the customers off and they know like it's like when they see a ghost they're gonna (laughs) see a ghost (laughs) the most terrifying is the apparition of a man so sometimes workers um say they're like 
they see a man huddled in a corner and he's shivering like with fear and he's got like this horrified like like scream like a petrified yeah like a look Ah, and then he said he starts like clawing his face and then his skin starts melting (laughs) down his face and like I can't imagine working somewhere that if you saw that and then you just kept working. Like, well, when you see this, don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just calm when down. When you see the most frightening thing you in your ever life. could imagine. Just calm down. So. <laughs> so the bartenders there must be pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but my favorite ghosts are uh, from Andy's. Are the 1920s style gangsters that play poker there? Oh, cool! Um, and I remember in the Goose tour that was like a some that she talked about a lot. But um, there's a funny story about a bartender who um, was closing up for the end of the night, and he saw two men. There's like poker tables upstairs. Oh, so they still have a table? Yeah, I think. Uh-huh. Oh, and they were cool. playing poker up there. I think. Yeah, I think people still play poker there actually. And um, he saw these two men playing poker and he thought they were like in hipster gear he thought they were hipsters because they were wearing fedoras and like little snappy jackets and like smoking cigars and he was like oh these college hipsters and then so he told him okay it's time to time to close guys and he turned around and then just as suddenly like he looked back and they were just gone (laughs) they're like they're not there anymore oh my goodness how scary (laughs) Um, there's another ghost, a famous ghost there, a young girl, um, they call Sarah. She dresses in a blue dress, and she likes to embarrass people. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so she will, um, people said, like, she will engage someone in a back-and-forth game of making silly faces. So, like, she'll, like, start, like, pulling a face, and then somebody will, like, get down and be, like, you know, being goofy. Uh-huh. And then suddenly she'll just, like, disappear, like, when someone's in the middle of, like, like yeah, making a funny look. Face. She's also been seen perched precariously on a, a high window ledge, and people will like rush towards the window to save her, and then she just vanishes. And she's mm. gone. So despite the hauntings, <laughs> Andy's a cold girl. <laughs> I know she's. Yeah. And despite those hauntings, Andy's and Pascal's are still they're very well regarded. Um, they get like local awards and stuff like that. People really love these bars. They're really, and they're cool. Yeah, they're very fun to go to. So, um, must visit bars in Denton. So I'm going to take us to one more spot for today on the square. And probably the most dear to my heart is recycled books. (laughs) And dear to many people's hearts, recycled books is a treasure of Denton. I think a lot of people are actually really you know value having that place um to go to so um uh it's the largest and most established independent used bookstore in texas wow that's really impressive Mm mm-hmm they get uh rare collectible books i've heard that they had signed copies that virginia wolf like signed copies of her books that they have you know in the store so they get like some really cool collectibles um they also sell like uh, records and CDs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, before you know it, like books will be no more too. I know. <laughs> Everything's electronic. That's true. I know. So it's very treasured to yeah, yeah. to go there. I know you're like a big. I love having a, a good book. like a real book. Like a book in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you you would love this place. Yeah. You will love it. Uh, it's located in what used to be the Wright Opera House. So it's a gorgeous old building built in 1901 it was built from the you know I mentioned earlier that the courthouse had burned down twice prior to this one so it that opera house was built from rubble from the courthouse that had burned down wow. um, mm-hmm. okay. they used the bricks the same bricks um, it's so all they look a little scorched <laughs> yeah exactly they said they had to like re um, do something to the bricks to Refortify it at some point, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the Opera House, um, where Recycled Books, is also painted purple now. So, or pinkish purple? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I guess it's pink and purple. Like, mostly pink, and then there's purple, um, purple. details. Yeah, details on it. 
inside recycled books uh, there is a large main room it's filled with shelves upon shelves upon shelves and there's some small breakout rooms that and there's some rooms like even in the basement where you go downstairs. So they use everything, mm -hmm. every office space. Gee, that's so cool. But above, there's some apartments. So there's people who live above the store in apartments. Oh, how fun! Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of them, but overall, the place is 17,000 square feet, so it's pretty huge. Um, I think that the large room inside was like the opera, you know, the audience and the stage and mm -hmm. everything. And then there's like little breakout rooms, dressing rooms, or whatever areas backstage. Um, so there's an awkward staircase that leads to a single small room upstairs where they have the fiction section. <laughs> or, well, part of the fiction section. There's actually, there's, I think, multiple, but this is a room where people frequently get an uncanny, weird, and dark vibe. Wow. So this is the first place that we've talked about that I get to say that I've experienced that phenomenon myself. What? <laughs> <laughs> and whether it's <laughs> being haunted or it's just like an airflow problem up there, <laughs> I don't know because the ceiling is very low, mm -hmm. so I could see where people feel claustrophobic. Uh -huh. But the fact is, like, there's a really cool fiction section up there. It's actually like the place I'd most be drawn to is that fiction section. Uh huh. I've never been in there. Yeah, what, I hope we can go in there and, so I can show you. I and I literally, I'm not just being dramatic. I would go up there and want to spend time and I just like would always be like I can't stay in this room any longer I can't even stand to be in here any longer what? and I would just like Bloop, I'm leaving <laughs> I, <would> just, <laughs> I couldn't stay up there and I wouldn't even really talk about it or sometimes I, I'd start getting feeling kind of lightheaded or something like that and I would just for no logical reason be like okay I'm, I'm leaving I didn't say anything but then when I went on that ghost tour a few years ago mm -hmm. she started talking about that room and I was like Oh, like interesting because other people have that same, that same um, feeling. Mm -hmm. So there are people that have actually more interesting stories that go along with it too. Mm -hmm. So, um, so oh, so there's a man on that ghost tour, not the one I was on, but Shelley Tucker who runs the ghost tour. She she talks about a man who had gone on the tour with her who told a story that when he had been in that room he had felt a presence and it was so close like the he said the room like became very heavy all of a sudden and then it like became like a vacuum where all other sounds in other rooms like just kind of like faded out and it was just like Whoosh. and then he felt a presence and it felt like almost as if someone was breathing down his neck ah. and then he <laughs> and then he heard a, a deep voice a deep man voice say well now I have to go and suddenly the air just cleared and it was like normal again. But, huh. Well, now I have to go. <laughs> That's yeah. a, at least it was a, okay, bye. That's what you thought. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what. exactly how you felt. <laughs> That's very true. Um, there was a children's section that used to be located in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they put the children's section in the That's so creepy. In the basement, exactly. But they say children, like, so adamantly refused to stay down there <laughs> that uh, they had to move it upstairs so they moved the children's section somewhere upstairs that's now. That's so funny. <laughs> um, in other parts of the store people report books flying off shelves and the distinct feeling of being watched. Mm -hmm. That's common. Um, they also report a lot of like hearing conversations in rooms where no one's present. They're like, what? who's talking? You know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Shelly Tucker, the aforementioned uh, ghost tour um, leader, she uh, reportedly asked the manager if if uh, they thought the store was haunted, and he said, definitely yes. Um, she said other workers said, no, they wouldn't really say so, but the manager's like, definitely it is. But mostly because he said the stories from the tenants in the apartments uh, ab that lived there uh, uh -huh. above the store. So the tenants have frequent encounters with poltergeist-type symptoms. Huh. <laughs> Voices, footsteps, lights turning on and off, cabinets opening, closing. Um, one tenant swears a ghost <laughs> washed their dishes <laughs> for them. <laughs> Strange. Oh, that's so, funny. so 
there are two apartments that have the original doors from the opera house that were like installed in their apartment and they report the most activity um, one of the tenants travels frequently and when he's gone the neighbors below him still think he's there sometimes because they'll hear footsteps and talking and they've heard the toilet flush and <laughs> but oh, he'll be out of town and he's not even there <laughs> and as I mentioned up top the opera house um, built in 1901 from the rubble of the courthouse um, the courthouse actually I mentioned it was destroyed by fire it had been hit by lightning and then caught uh, fire um, that was um, I already mentioned it was the second um, or the third iteration of the courthouse um, the opera house was a great source of pride back when it was running as an opera house in, uh -huh. in the early 1900s and drew crowds even from Dallas, I guess, which is significant for the <laughs> the time. They had to come in their <laughs> buggies. or And <laughs> Dallas was the bigger city, and they wanted to come to Denton for yeah. the, the opera. <laughs> they had opera, vaudeville, musical reviews, other stage productions. But by 1913, motion pictures were starting to become more popular. Mm -hmm. There's too much competition, so they their last production... In 1913, it was actually a prize fight between a boxer and a uh, a postal uh, post office employee. What? Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, it was all male audience. They paid two dollars a pop to see the fight, <laughs> and then after that, lights were out on the opera. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I there's no record of this. People do like to tell a story about a, like a defeated thespian, an actor who hung himself in the opera house. I haven't like read anything about that, mm -hmm. um, but those are some rumors going around. Um, some say you know, um, like he he hung himself in that room upstairs that everybody gets the dark the the feeling like that I got the mm -hmm. feeling in. It makes sense, but it's kind of a story to explain that strange presence. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, after it was an opera, the building uh, was an office supply store and a clothing store and then finally recycled books. Mm. So if you're in Denton, you have to see this place. Um, whether you believe in ghosts or not, uh, it's full of history, brimming with artifacts of other people's former lives. And I think, yeah, just books are so special in that way. It's like you just, you're having the experience as you read it. You're just... And then the next person who picks up the book is having that same experience. Yeah. It's really, it's really something else. So, highly recommend it. Uh, so there are actually a lot of other really interesting stories on the square. Maybe we can come back another time. I actually just, like I said, only covered places on the east side of it. So there's still, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there was actually like over here at First People's Jewelers that used to be a bordello. And there was like a little secret entrance on that little door on the side. There's like a small little door. I don't know if you can see it from uh -huh. here. Um, and that was reportedly there's still some prostitutes that haunt the place. <laughs> there's a pawn shop behind us, McBride's, uh -huh. um, haunted by the ghost of a Native American murdered and hung for display, like somewhere out here on the no. town square. Like in his body was hung for days. Yeah. Uh, the town's founder, John Bunnard Denton, is buried on the East Lawn. So there's a grave. There's just a single lonely plot on the East Lawn. So um, we'll go see that. Uh, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of ghost stories, you know, in a place where there's a, a gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sitting out Definitely. outside the courthouse. So um, Denton was a town destroyed and rebuilt several times in the 1800s, haunted by fires. And even as recently as 2017, you know, the fire that destroyed the mini mall. So it, it's, uh, it's a place that carries a, a sense, you know, a sense of old, old West. But like mm -hmm. I said early, you know, it's got this fresh new culture oh, too. Oh, it's and rich in architecture too. Like it's neat to just mm -hmm. look at the buildings. Like mm -hmm. it's really a neat place to, to be. Yeah, it really is. And in 2014, the Huffington Post called Denton the top emerging cultural hotspot of Texas. Oh! It beat Austin. So <laughs> I highly recommend <laughs> a visit and a ghost tour. It really highlights the interesting history of Denton. 
Wow, uh, Lindsay, that's so good. Oh, thank you. And I just, real quick, I'll cite sources here. Um, Ghost of Denton is uh, the book by Shelley Tucker, who did the ghost tour. Um, we didn't do it.com. <laughs> you did one from there. Uh, untdaily.com. Local Wiki has, you can look at Local Wiki and look in Denton. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Denton County History and Culture. WordPress.com. DiscoverDenton.com and RecycledBooks.com. Check it out. Let's, yeah, let's this. get out of here and we'll go check it out. I'll take some pictures to share with y'all. <gasps> Sounds good. Good job, Lindsay. Oh, thank you. I love that. Um, and I'm glad that you left plenty of the square <laughs> for us to return. Oh, right. There's a lot of other stories. <laughs> yeah. Really good ones. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about this porn theater. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's the weirdest thing to me. Like, yes. I, I would have never thought that was a thing. Yes. <laughs> Adult movie theaters used to be a thing. I think mostly in the 70s, maybe the 60s and 70s before the rise of VHS <laughs> and <laughs> internet, you know? Which, in a way, like, I could kind of see, like, adult in the way of, like, no kids allowed, but not a, oh, yeah. not adult in the like way of dirty business. Dirty business, yes. Like, people it, it, together in the theater looking at that. And that uh, it's on the town square is what I thought was hilarious as well. Yeah. I mean, where's this, where's the Denton Church? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how far was that <laughs> yeah it was just that is so crazy I wonder if it was like well known to be that if it was kind of secretively like an adult theater I don't know the but. building itself which we didn't get to go inside mm -hmm. BT dubs we actually did not go inside also at UNT <laughs> I forgot to mention that yeah we did not um, I mean I've been inside before at Andy, yeah like a long yeah a few years ago um but from outside it doesn't look that big Lynn. No, it's pretty Is small it... even inside okay. it's like <laughs> small so i don't know where <laughs> but there is like at least space. they have live a... music and stuff so they have a stage uh, and music so there's enough space to put a little screen up and... a little porn up <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh no i'm not mature enough yeah. i had i mean little Jess would be hanging out to see who walks in there like, oh no who comes out and how much shame is on there yes exactly <laughs> yes you would love it like, oh my gosh rumble. that's our teacher you know like, the RT, oh god you would just love it <laughs> our teacher. that's our teacher you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh no and yeah recycled books it, it's really a cool place oh, yeah. to circle back to your experience when we went up there and yeah. and we did actually get to go in there yeah, we did go <laughs> I guess I should books. start with that yeah we got to go in there um, which was that was my first time going in there I didn't go in there when I went to school in Denton oh right yeah I hardly ever even hit up the square yeah um but we went to that upstairs room where yeah. you had your experience yeah. <laughs> and and well one thing is interesting it's open so you would think it gets you know like decent ventilation That's true. and I don't know if this is like me talking bad about it but there was also a lot of mold up there yeah that was a good observation there were that when we went up there so I don't I don't know yeah it could be yeah something in the air quality mm -hmm. maybe I don't know it does feel uh, it has a, a, just a sense of stuffiness or like air is being kind of sucked out I don't know yeah I was I mean it's cool to 
have been able to go to somewhere where you felt like a ghostly experience. Yeah. Just felt the creepies anyway, but nothing. <laughs> yeah. And dude, what's up with them trying to put the kids in the basement? <laughs> like oh, that. I know. That was an awful like, idea. Uh-uh. Yeah, they were like, no. <laughs> we're not going down there. <laughs> let's, send, let's send people that have barely mastered the, the stairs down <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like we that. actually didn't go to the basement, right? No, we didn't. No. No, but we got to look around. It's such a cool store. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And they have a large record collection, too. Yeah, it's super cool. We did get pictures of us popping around in there. Yeah, <laughs> popping around, popping off. <laughs> and it was like, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even covid Mm-hmm. Masks. I mean, but... every, yeah, everyone had their masks on, yeah. but I was surprised how busy it was. I just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that's really good that people still went. Yeah, people still want to get books. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The square itself, like I think the architecture down there is like really neat. Yeah. I like that. Is. So I de- definitely recommend if you're in the area to go by and visit that area, go by the bookstore, get yes. some ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, there's good ice cream. And then I think I already said it like 10 times, but uh, take a ghost tour with Shelly Tucker. She was yeah. so good. You need to, uh, too. Just I, need, I need to, too. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Join yeah. us again next week as we visit two more places. Yes, we will join. Um, don't forget to subscribe and review. And um, send us your scary stories at ohsoscarypodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. In the meantime, (laughs) do something fun with a friend. And always take the opportunity to do something kind. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.